Blog Talk Radio.
microphone. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Microphone. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are High Frequency. My name is Soat L, and it is an absolute pleasure to welcome you to another wonderful, excellent, spectacular, marvelous show of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network, where we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. Correct information, incorrectly applied, can get you hurt. So as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information. I want to start off by saying, as always, all thanks, honors, praises due to the creator and ancestors, for without them, we definitely would not be here. I want to say peace, shout out, salute, big up, respect. To my big brother <laughs> I like to call him Uncle Yusuf L You know, he the uncle of the conscious community, man Say something High Frequency Radio Network Creator Cross um, Excuse me Private Side Solutions SPC University He's a, you know, he's a, a Cross platform Cross Genre across uh, business sector type of brother, man. So shout out to the big brother Yusufel. You know what I'm saying? I would like to welcome you to welcome to thefoundation.com. Make sure you check it out. You know what I mean? At the very last sign up for that email list, things be going out on the email list. It's pretty cool. You can uh, check out the PDF section. It's free. Just download the stuff. Run away. Flee. Escape. It's free Free information. Free education. And I invite you to check out the PDF section. You can find the education tab. Passport No Social. Part 1. Part 2. Trust Series. Part 1. Part 2. Coming soon. Trust Series. Part 3. You can also get the Trust. The Foundation Trust Primer. Over 18 documents. Hand-picked. By myself, me, I. For those, you know, just starting off, you know, very intrigued on what's being said, said, excuse me, overall on the show. But, you know, you don't know really where you should get started. Foundation Trust Primer. Welcome to the foundation.com. You can also find that Instagram page, the Twitter page, the Facebook page. You can book a consultation. You can make a donation all from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. You should be very familiar with that. For all the new people, new people checking out this, this episode, check out welcome to the foundation.com. Definitely want to say peace to all the listeners. You know, want to say peace to all the live listeners, archive listeners. How about that? Let's do that. I want to say peace to all the archive listeners, MP3 listeners, all the podcast listeners, as well as all the live listeners, live internet listeners, live callers. 
However else you check out the show, I want to say peace and salute to you. Peace to all the trustees in private trustee training. See y'all on Sunday, as well as anyone else who's investing in their private education. I also want to say peace to anyone that we have done business with in the private. Anyone who has sent an email, well wishes, current event, these things are otherwise added to the foundation. You know? Today on the foundation, we got special guest Chris L's coming back. You know him, you know, probably familiar with him with regards to the author of the Passport No Social series. But we're going to, you know, we're going to bring him back. And he, you know, my man's want to get into, you know, we're going to talk about the business in the Bible. We're going to talk about the business in the Bible. And I know most people are probably like, oh, yeah, because, you know, you can be a preacher and get 501c3 status. No, no. I don't even know you. I don't even think you're ready for this, man. It could be controversial. Possibly. But I trust we're all adults. And I trust that, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're just going to handle this properly. Um, you know, adults having a conversation. Um, so, you know, but first and foremost, let's jump into these current events because there are several First and foremost, so starting off with CNN Business, they're just going to come out right out and say it on their title, the headline of their article, the easy recovery is over. So this is CNN London office, the United Kingdom, which is one of the few countries to report monthly GDP data said on Friday, so last Friday. That is, economy grew by 6.6% in July compared to the previous month, putting it on track for record growth in the third quarter. All good? Not exactly. The growth was slightly slower than in June, when the pace of the expansion was 8.7%, and economists say the future gains will be much harder to come by. Quote, July was probably the last of the big step-ups in activity, and a full recovery probably won't be achieved until early 2022, end quote. This is Thomas Poole, Paul, Pug, I, I, I tried. UK economist, capital economics. The trend could be replicated in other large economies around the world. The end of severe lockdowns causes growth to surge in the third quarter, but continued Social distancing limits further gains as the year draws to a close. Storm clouds are already gathering in the United Kingdom. The country was forced this week to tighten social distancing rules following a surge in cases. A government wage subsidy program is scheduled to end in October, and there's chatter about tax hikes to pay for huge stimulus. If that weren't enough, negotiation with the European Union on trade and the new trade deal are at risk of collapse after Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced plans to invalidate parts of the Brexit divorce agreement. A disorderly break with the country's largest export market could cause massive disruption at its borders, plunge supply chains into chaos, and further damage the economy. This is, you know. Just just because we're talking about England or we're talking about the UK doesn't mean that, you know, these things 
aren't interconnected worldwide because they are. And, you know, the line, the trend could be replicated in other large economies around the world is absolutely true. And probably more than likely some kind of prophecy. But, you know, it's definitely something, excuse me, to pay attention to, be aware of, so on, so forth. Moving forward. Reuters fading fiscal stimulus stimulus, excuse me, is restraining United States consumer spending. This is Washington. US consumer spending slowed in August with the key retail sales gauge unexpectedly declining. As extended unemployment benefits were cut for millions of Americans offering more evidence that the economic recovery from the pandemic recession was faltering. So see? This is this is it can be replicated. Remember, remember what they said? The report from the Commerce Department today ramped up pressure on the White House and Congress to restart stalled negotiations for another fiscal package. At least twenty nine point six million people are unemployed ben are I'm sorry, are on unemployed benefits. Consumer spending accounts for more than two thirds of the United States economy. The Federal Reserve today kept interest rates near zero, noting that the pandemic, quote, will continue to weigh on economic activity in the near term and possesses considerable risks to the economic outlook over their medium term. Uh, You know, hey, this is, you know, something to pay attention to, pay attention to. CNN Business... I don't know. You know, I don't know the affiliations of these of these news outlets, whether one is pro Democrat or another one is pro Republican. I'm not really sure, but CNN Business is saying that a Joe Biden win and GOP holding the Senate could be a nightmare scenario for stocks. So you got a Democratic president with a Democratic agenda with the Senate under Republican control with Republican agendas. It could be an issue. The stock market surge since March has taken place, even as Joe Biden has built a lead against President Donald Trump in many polls and has led some to suggest that Wall Street would not panic if Biden Biden is elected. But dig deeper, and it's a bit more nuanced than that. A Biden defeat of Trump may not necessarily upset investors, but the top economist at asset management firm Alliance Bernstein worries that a Biden win coupled with the Republicans holding on to the Senate could be bad news for stocks. The possibility of more federal budgets could kill the nascent recovery for the economy and stocks. Quote, a Democratic president and a Republican Senate could be more problematic for markets. This is Eric Winograd who is a senior economist at AB, Alliance Bernstein. Quote, besides the U.S. economy and financial markets rely a lot on the spending, the risks of a double-dip recession would be very high and financial markets very likely would suffer, end quote. So I think it's more, it has more to do with, you know, a Democratic-controlled presidency with a Republican-controlled Senate or vice versa, 
I don't have a dog in that fight. So moving forward, CNBC, Fed leaves rates unchanged. Three experts weigh in on what that means. Quote, I don't think we truly appreciate just how much things have changed over the last year. I mean, up until this point throughout the entire recovery from the great financial crisis, we were trying to get there just through lower interest rates alone. And frankly, you know, low long-term interest rates aren't going to stimulate anything. But now that we're doing, now what we're doing is essentially monetizing the debt. The Federal Reserve has already lent the federal government over $2 trillion this year. And regardless of who wins the next election, you can have deficits of between $1.5 trillion and $2 trillion over the next two years after the fiscal year. If you got that kind of fiscal stimulus, excuse me, at the government's, of the government's, and the government's able to do it essentially for free because the Federal Reserve is lending the money, that is very stimulating, end quote. This is John Bellows, portfolio manager at Western Asset. Who went on to say, quote, I think the reason that the Fed did it today was precisely to tell you what the policy would be even after the pandemic and that the policy would be easy. The policy would be at zero. And I think the Fed went out of their way to speed up the announcement. They did not wait for the all clear. Instead, they're telling you now, they're telling you now what the policy is going to be after the pandemic. And it's going to be easy. And the reason it's going to be easy is because they need to get inflation back up. They need to address this unevenness in the recovery, end quote. That was Mona. I'm sorry, that was uh, David Kelly, chief global strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. And then you got Mona Mahajan, U.S. investment strategist at Allianz Global Investors, said, quote, I think this is a case of don't fight the Fed. We have low rates now at least through 2021, probably through 2022 as well until we get a real tried and true recovery, real signs of inflation picking up in the backdrop in this low rate environment. The TINA effect, there is no alternative, comes front and center. That means areas like equities, parts of the credit markets, even gold, as we mentioned earlier, all could be supported over the next few months or few quarters. Keep in mind, we do have some periods of volatility ahead of us. Of course, we're getting through an election period and potentially contested election period, but those are walls of worry that the market will climb and perhaps even tactical opportunities. End quote. Interesting perspectives. Either way, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Moving forward, Reuters.com, Fed defends the pedal on the metal policy and is not fearful of asset bubbles. One key investor takeaway from the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's press conference today, this central bank is not going to break a sweat fretting about future asset bubbles. The Fed launched unprecedented support when the pandemic hit the United States earlier this year, slashing interest rates and unleashing asset purchases, which has pushed bond yields to lows and sent equity prices to record highs. Still, Powell said that the decade-long U.S. economic expansion, which ran prior to the pandemic hitting growth, had included both quantitative easing and low interest rates, but was, quote, notable for the lack of emergence of some sort of financial bubble, end quote. 
But we don't say I, I don't know that the connection between asset purchases and financial stability is a particular tight one. Which I find interesting, the central bank said today that it will continue to purchase $120 billion in government bonds each month in order to support the economy and does not expect to raise interest rates until at least 2023 in order to let some inflation build in the economy. Very interesting. Moving forward, CNBC U.S. dollar slides to two-week low versus the yen. Check it out. CNN Business, GameStop is closing hundreds more stores. GameStop is closing about 100 more stores than it originally planned with the struggling retailer warning of more closures next year. The company said today in an earnings call that between 400 and 450 stores globally will close this year, which is more than 320 stores which the company originally slated to be closed in March. The increase underscores how badly retailers are performing during the pandemic as shoppers shift their habits. It's not the best thing. Reuters.com S&P 500 ends down or lower after late reversal despite the Fed's low rate stance. S&P 500 ended lower today, reversing gains late in the day as losses in technology shares outweighed a Federal Reserve statement that stoked optimism that it would keep U.S. interest rates near zero for a prolonged period. The The market reversed direction of positive movement. Heading into the close with technology shares leading the way down on the S&P 500. Uh, Late losses likely followed declines in technology shares. Quote, what you're seeing is some profit taken in the tech sector. That's where the selling is. CNN Business Fed pledges to keep interest rates near zero. We move forward. CNN Business, there's a hidden weakness in the stock market. Recent record highs for the SME 500 and the NASDAQ are not indicative of what's really going on with the broader market, which is this. Most stocks are still having a pretty tough 2020. Sure, the, the S&P 500 is up about 3% so far this year. That's not bad, especially given all the volatility in the market and the severe slump in the economy. However, the index is weighted by market value. That means that the strong performances of the five tech giants that dominate the blue chips, they call it FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Google, distort the S&P 500's overall return. It's one reason some half-jokingly refer to the S&P 500 as the S&P 5. But the index tells a different story when you look at the many other stocks in the S&P 500. An Invesco S&P 500 ETF that equally weighs all of the index members is down more than 6% this year. Markets are not as strong out the Fab Five tech stocks or the FANG stocks. Nearly 60% of the companies in the index were in the red for 2020 through last Thursday's close. 
according to data from Refinitiv. Quote, without big tech's influence, the broad market would not look quite as stable as it does today. End quote. Analysts from Zach's Investment Research said in a report from last week, the over-reliance on this tech quintet could become a problem if Congress and the president decide to impose tougher regulations on or launch specific antitrust investigations against industry leaders sometime after the election. Quote, though Congress is not likely to pass any meaningful legislation this year, there appears to be growing consensus that the current course for big tech is not sustainable. From an investment standpoint, the suggestion is that long-term outperformance may not be sustainable either. The analysts wrote, the strong gains in the top techs also make it look like the U.S. market is doing better than international stocks. But if you dig deeper, you see that that is also not true. I'm sorry, not true. Strategists from Schwab recently noted that if you exclude the five giant tech stocks and compare the S&P 500 only to international stocks, foreign companies have actually done slightly better than the U.S. market over the past three months. Quote, the outer performance by the biggest U.S. stocks is hiding a change in leadership by the average stock. The average international stock has been outperforming the average U.S. stock. This is I'm sorry, Jeff Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist for Charles Schwab. Quote, the recent imbalances in the stock market can lead to vulnerability. Even Warren Buffett appears to be signaling that he's finding more value abroad. The Oracle of Omaha's Berkshire Hathaway recently bought stakes in five top Japanese trading firms. So if you if you disclude the top five tech stops, I'm sorry, tech stocks in the market, it shows a different picture. CNN business before the bell when massive central bank stimulus isn't enough. Massive wave of stimulus unleashed by central banks around the world has helped push stock markets to record highs, but there must be at some point limits. On Tuesday, U.S. stocks dropped sharply after prices reached the limit of what investors appeared able to stomach. The sell-off in tech shares was particularly brutal. U.S. futures suggest a rebound today, but it didn't. But a number of risks could continue to draw more attention from investors. Economies around the world remain weak, and the pandemic continues to rage. Analysts worry that the results from the election in the United States may be contested. What kind of name is this? Kit Jux? Jukes? Kit Jukes, a strategist at Societe Generale, told clients, Today, that the second week of September often sets the tone for the rest of the year. If that holds true, he warned, quote, it's going to be grim, end quote. Quote, it does feel a bit as though markets got drunk on easy money and are waking to a hangover. Geopolitics and policymakers' nervousness about the size of the debt load they've taken on, end quote. More pain to come? The big question is whether stocks, tech shares in particular, 
have more room to fall, according to Stephen Imes, chief global market strategist at AxiCorp, who said, quote, we are bearing witness to the most unvirtuous circle of events in some time, as everyone seems to be running for cover, end quote. Tesla was hit particularly hard on Tuesday, suffering its biggest stock decline since the company went public 10 years ago. Shares lost 21% of their value after Standard & Poor's declined to add Tesla to its index of 500 major U.S. stocks. Inclusion would have required portfolio managers who tracked the index to buy additional shares in the car maker. Oil prices collapse after Saudi Arabia sends ominous signal. Demand fears are once again rippling through oil market. U.S. oil prices plunged 7% yesterday. Prices made the modest rebound today. The bottom line, no one lo- knows how long it will take to, to recover. These are all things. These, this stuff is it's going down. I'm trying to tell you. Mitra, check it out. Reuters.com. Mitra, the robot helps COVID patients in India speak to loved ones. Isn't that sweet? Hospital in India has deployed a customer service robot to patrol its wards, connecting patients to friends and relatives. Mitra, meaning friend in Hindi, is best known for interacting with Prime Minister Narendra Modi. At the at an event in 2017, its piercing eyes are equipped with facial recognition technology to help it recall people it has previously interacted with. A tablet attached to Mitra's chest allows patients to see loved ones, as well as medical staff unable to access the wards. Quote, it takes a lot of time to recover, and during this time, when patients need their families the most, they are unable to visit. End quote. This is Dr. Arun Lakanpal, a doctor at the Yatarth Super Specialty Hospital in Noida, extension of Satellite City of the capital of New Delhi. Mitra is mainly used by patients who are not able to communicate using their phones. Quote, we mainly discuss my health, end quote. This is Menkalnat, wow, men, nope. Makanlal, Makanlal. I'll be trying with people's names, man. Kazi, Kazi, who's a retired government bureaucrat and coronavirus patient who has used the robot to communicate with relatives who said, who went on to say, quote, I came here on Friday, and now I have started feeling better. I'm feeling very happy now, end quote. The robot developed by Bengaluru-based startup Invento Robotics cost the hospital 1 million rupees, which is 13,600 U.S. dollars. Mitra is also being used for remote consultations with specialists to reduce the risk of becoming infected. Normally, it is very difficult for a psychologist or a dietitian to see a COVID patient. But the robot is very useful. So, you know, this this push from, you know, this this at-home stuff, work from home, you know, there's different initiatives and pushes going on right now. And I just want y'all to know, you know, they're using this time to get people used to this stuff, to get you used to robots just running up on you or rolling up on you, depending on if they got wheels or legs. I don't know if you're getting used to ro- robots running up on you with, with piercing eyes that are equipped with facial recognition to remember people that has previously met, fam. That sound that don't sound right to me. I don't like it. 
Maybe I'm just old school. You know, I might be super old school, man. That's that's some hey, hey. But I appreciate y'all. That's it for current events. Welcome to the foundation. It is my pleasure, you know, to welcome welcome back. You know, this brother, I would consider, I, I would definitely say in the public that I consider this man a friend. You know, definitely consider him a friend of mine. Very, very, very smart. Very, very educated. Very, uh, obviously, studious brother. I respect uh, studious people. I like intelligence. I respect intelligence. But the brother's very intelligent. Chris L. Y'all know him from Passport No Social, part one, part two. But... What I wanted to talk about, we're not, okay, let me get into this. I'm, you know, we're going to get on, I'm, I'm going to bring the brother in in like a minute or two, but what, what we're going to go into, I mean, we ain't going to really just jump into, you know, passport, no social. It's not really that. You know, there, there's certain, how do I put this? There are certain characteristics and abilities, you know, that this brother is endowed with that allowed him to filter through a bunch of information to even come up with, you know, the Passport No Social, uh, you know, webinar, you know, what we offer here on the foundation. And, I, you know, I think it's only right and honorable to, you know, talk to the brother about other, other topics that, you know, he may be either interested in or, um, that I think, you know, he may be profound in articulating. And that, you know, I'm pretty good at articulating. I'm, I'm very good at communication. So, you know, I, you know, what we would say, game recognize game. So, but the bottom line is, you know, I talk to this brother, probably say pretty regularly. We talk and usually when we get on the phone, we get on the phone for hours and shit. Excuse my language. Thanks. But <clears throat> we have, we have very great conversations. So what we're going to do is, is, I, I, uh, I, you know, I made the suggestion that we can have, you know, kind of like our conversations that we'd be having, but more, you know, on the show for the audience, because I think it would help because the way the brother looks at stuff and the way he breaks it down, I think it's very profound, you know, Um, and he's able to disseminate information in a way that's easily digestible. So, you know, you know, enough accolades for the brother, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but nonetheless, you know, I would definitely like to welcome you know, the brother Chris L to the show. You know what I'm saying? So, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm well. Can you hear me well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can. You know. Cool, cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How's life? You know, how's... to be here, man. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate you, you know, being able to make it. I think it's... Yes, uh sir. Yeah, I think it's dope. I really do. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's an honor to be so, here, you know. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm just saying it's an honor to be here, you know. Just shouting out to the ancestors, you know, that to all my trustees out there. Peace to the gods. Respect to the ancestors. Let's get on this comics. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Peace. So the name of the show is. The business in the Bible. And, you know, I kind of prefaced it a little bit. And most people will probably te- check out the name of the show and be like, oh, they're going to be talking about preachers and pastors and, 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 and how our church <laughs> is the business and stuff. 
And I just wanted to be like, well, maybe you don't have a proper understanding of how he's going to break this now. So I appreciate you talking about the Bible because my man, look, I got my Bible out. I got my King James version of, you know, the family's, the family's King James version. We got it out. And I'm going to tell you this, you know, just, just for y'all, the audience real quick, you know, we was talking, we was chopping it up and my man put me on the game and I really respect people, especially at this point in my life that teach me stuff, you know, and I'm not a Bible thumper. I don't, I was never a Christian. Uh, so it was never a situation where I'm, you know, I sat there and read the Bible. I have read portions of the Bible, not all the way through. I always tell people I couldn't get past chapter two because there's two different creation stories and, you know, being able to, being able to, yeah. uh, you know, relegate two separate uh, creation stories together. But, um, you know, I've read different stuff and we were, you know, I was talking to this brother, you know, Chris, and my man told me, man, you want to tell him about what you said about uh, our capital name? Or how do you want to start this off, man? How about how about we jump out like that? How do you want to start this off? Man, the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. Yes. Okay. So let's, the let, let's jump into this. the definition of terms. Okay. So. <laughs> so you got some terms that we got to break the definition down. So let's 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 do that dance. So uh, yeah, what 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 terms are we talking about right here? What, what's the first? Well, term? we gonna hit them with a few. We, you know, we, this is this one show. You know, but when we say terms, we're talking about contract. Right. And terms of the contract. If you don't know the terms of the contract that you're binding yourself by. And you don't know the definition of the words that are used within the terms of the contract, you're damning yourself if you don't know what those terms are. So before I start to read any contract, I go immediately to the terms. What does it mean to be a debtor? What does it mean to be a creditor? What does it mean to be a signee, a grantor, a grantee in a whatever specific contract? So a maxim of law says a deceiver speaks and deals in generals, as in generally speaking. And when you start to read the terms of the contract, be it the U.S. Code, be it the Bible, be it the Qur'an, be it the Talmud. It doesn't matter. It's terms of contract. So you spoke earlier on a number of households that are still on unemployment. And going into the terms of the contract, the results right now of what's being executed through this thing called the pandemic is that 50% of American households have less than three months of finances on debt for any type of emergency. Less than three months. 50%, half of the United States population, at least statistically, that they could see or could survey have less than three months of finances readily available at any time for any type of emergency. So why is 50% 
in that particular situation when you understand that government represents 50% of the workforce. But when it comes down to the workforce, that workforce is either essential or non-essential. So to be essential or to be non-essential, that is the new question, or should be the new question. Because the GDP of the United States, 80% of that GDP comes from the non-essential sector. And the non-essential sector has to do with entertainment and hospitality, hotels, and fun things to do. 80% of the United States GDP. 50% of households have less than three months of financing. And the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. A deceiver speaks and deals in general, generally speaking. Let's get to the etymology of money. What is money? You know, we'll say, well, money is silver and gold. No, that's lawful money, and that's gold and silver coin. Money in etymology means, hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. You, you coming in clear? Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay, cool, cool. Money, the etymology definition of money is anything convertible into money. The meaning, etymology, the etymology of money is anything convertible into money. Well, I thought we were talking about the Bible. Let's go to the terms. In the code, starting with the book of Matthew, first chapter, 25th verse. I don't, I'm traveling at the moment, so I don't have the Bible in front of me. However, that's where you're going to see that all caps name of Jesus. And when they call his name. But when you go to 23, I believe it is, they call his hold name on, Emmanuel. Hold on. Hold on. Say, the, say, the, say, the, say where the all capital name is one more time in the Bible, man. Matthew what? Matthew 1, Matthew chapter, first chapter, 25th verse. Okay, Matthew, because I got my, you know, I I got mine out. My family, actually, my family, because this is from the family library, twenty fifth chapter. No, the first chapter, Matthew one twenty five. Oh, twenty fifth verse. My bad. Twenty five. Where is it? Matthew one and and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Yep, Jesus is in all capital letters. And then in the second verse, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and it's not in all capital letters in the second. Wow, you're right, man. It's in all capital letters. And this is right, right here. When I look at this, you know, because you put me on to this. This is, this. I've never noticed this. I never noticed yeah. this. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah, I'm powerful. Sorry. Because when even when you look at it as the last time we we did the uh, our, uh, passport, the second one, when I talked about the International Styles Manual and understanding the difference between the dash and a hyphen, or even what co- a colon, where when you have a full colon, not a semicolon, a full colon, anything following that full colon is a fact. 
And if you look at 25, right before it goes into and it called his name Jesus, it's a fact right there, colon. All caps. The first time in the Bible, Jesus' name appears in all caps. In the tax collector's book. So, One so of the hold 12 on. Disciples. You said in the tax collector's book. So you talking about the IRS code or you talking about the book of Matthew? I'm talking about the book of Matthew because Matthew's trade, not his job, his trade was a tax collector. So in the tax collector's book, which is the new covenant, Okay, it's the new covenant of what most churches today are under, or what they guide by is the new covenant, which is the tax collector's book. It starts with Matthew. So, if you have in the first chapter in all caps representation, whoa, of whoa, the whoa, name whoa, whoa. Of See, Jesus. this is what I'm saying. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Because I know the audience. Okay, so hold on. So, are you equating the Old Testament? With private And the New Testament With public or commerce Absolutely I mean the whole of the Bible Is commerce As a matter of fact the Old Testament is more of a Business book than anything Business It's what it tells you what to do with debt Every seven years and the Jubilee It's Old Testament See New Testament Is dealing with the new law, and the new law is set forth by the IRS. All roads lead to court. So if all roads lead to court, they're touching you in some kind of way somewhere in your life at some point, be it through child support, a traffic ticket, divorce, bankruptcy, probate. They're hitting you on all fronts when you go to court. But we all know that the court is just nothing there, but on the, the judge is sitting on the bench, which is you know one of those finance terms, a benchmark, and they're basically the do boys for the IRS to enforce through the court the code. But we go in to the courts to that, that are enforcing these codes under that all caps representation. But because that all caps representation is the ends leech is the creature of state. And we don't have our particular statuses on, on on the record in a certain way, like writing it plain on tablets and giving your request to a herald so they may run with it. That's the, the herald is the is the post office. It's the mail people, and you put your request on tablets and make it plain. Any contract that's hard to read is deceitful, especially if it's speaking in generality. Generally speaking. So anything convertible into money includes an all-caps representation name on what they call a bond paper, a birth certificate. Anything convertible in money includes an all-capital name. Say that again, please. Money, the etymology definition of money is anything, anything remember the origin of words. Anything convertible into money, yep. So you're saying anything, you, you, you said something that, Caught my ear. You said anything convertible to money with the all caps name on it. Say that again. Go ahead, because you was finna. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Money is anything convertible into money, and money is the all caps representation name, representative name that they're making money off of. 
So you saying so, money? You saying so? You saying the the all cap name, the straw man is money? Yeah. Because that certificate or the representation of the straw man through that cer- certificate is um, securitized. Explain securitized. that. Securitized. That's, that's cold. That's cold. And then we, you got to, then you got to bring it back to the Bible because I know you got somewhere to go. And I'm not trying to, you know, we got over an hour in the show, man. So don't worry yeah. about <laughs> it. Well, um, it, it, it's dipping in and out of the Bible because you know certain verses. Like I had something pop off, I had to go and take a, a quick meeting, put out some fires real quick. That's why I'm not in front of my notes all the way, but I do have a little note sheet that I put jotted some stuff down. Just not uh, exact Bible verses, but what is going to be referenced is within the Bible, like the money changers. When we look at the United States, the United States is a federally, it's a federal corporation that's owned by the international bankers and the aristocracy of Britain and Europe. So the United States being this company that's owned by foreigners, a foreign occupation calls the United States in existing in name only, like they'll call his name, Jesus, in country, the United States is, with ecclesiastical courts, the old business book, that enforce the new covenant rules of the IRS by way of the all caps name. But yet, the reason why we are subjugated and oppressed by these particular rules is because we haven't redeemed ourselves. We haven't tapped into the blood. In the Southern Church, there was this song, nothing but the blood, oh yeah, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood for me. They used to sing this all the time when I was younger. But it kept talking about the blood, and that goes into what is your blood birthright. You see, that all caps representation exists because you exist, but yet we're not handling business in the proper name. We're handling business in the name that was given us, but not in the proper name. In the name that what Noble Drew Ali was saying, that we need to come out and, and, and do business in our new name, and the Bible says, come out of her, my people, speaking about Babylon. This Babylonian system Where all of the tongues were changed In Babylon But yet the tongue of English and Greek Come together To transliterate into English That which was written in the original language Is how they put it but You mean like the, You said the tongue the original language You mean the tongues of Latin and Greek yeah. Came together to make English Well that's what they say When you go and look up English And you look up a word in English It'll say from the Latin or the Greek Mm-hmm. And right. the Bible was transliterated from the Greek and the Latin. So you can't read the Bible just by itself and be able to pull this interpretation of it. You have to read the Bible with an encyclopedia or a thesaurus, uh, 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 like called the Strong's Concordance, where you'll see the definitions of certain words from their original context, which was the original language that the Bible was written in, which is Paleo-Hebrew. The original language of the Bible was written in Paleo-Hebrew. So, if we know that the money changers was in the temple, and we know that the body is considered a temple, Jesus 
whipped the money changers out of the temple for defiling the temple. But yet you're, it's supposed to be an abomination to charge your brother's your brother interest. But who is my brother? Because our skin folk ain't kin folk. The interest that's being charged on these securities, on these loans, derives and end up in one spot, and that's the IRS. So that all caps name is has an account sitting in your all caps name that was issued by some type of plain language that was given to you by a herald, an agent of the government. And in that, you're doing business in a particular entity known as an individual that has a gender that's either male or female. And in the male-female perspective goes your symbology of electricity, the L. So when a man and a woman come together for marriage, there's energy that flows through that union that comes out to be what they call a child, a baby. And you have to call its name. Least what is created is scattered upon the whole earth, Genesis in Genesis 1, when they got to, uh, to uh, the great plain and said, Let's build a, let us build a tower, but let us make a name, least we be scattered upon the whole earth. This was in uh, uh, the Passport No Social Part 2, where it, we have to make the name. We have to make ourselves free by putting our word on affidavit, on tablets, paper, give it to a herald, the post office, sending it to whatever so-called authority is, and let them let the request be made unto the Lord. The Lord is a way of things being done. Read just strongest concordance for it. This is just kind of a, a topic of talk. In, in, in the strongest concordance, you'll see what the Lord means. You'll see what God means in the Strong's Concordance. Now, we're talking about David, for instance. It sounds like I'm jumping around, but it, I, I, I always land the plane and bring it back to the, to the beginning. To make it plain, when we move in business, in our individual name, we are sinning. We are missing the mark. Because we're not supposed to do business in that name. The brother Yusuf L, the wise uncle Yusuf, always talked about the um, um, I forgot how he put it, but he talks about the um, the minimum contact. Thanks. The minimum contact. In the minimum contact with the United States, that is the Fourteenth Amendment citizen. And minimum contact. So you as an individual known as an legis, which is a legislatively created entity, 14th Amendment citizen, has a Social Security number. And that Social Security number is with the IRS, and you use it to make claims on whatever particular income that you bring in. Matthew. But you're not redeemed. You're still in sin. You redeem yourself by coming out of 
for my people and doing business as the new name, whatever that name is, whatever you name your LLC, whatever you name your incorporation, your trust, your nonprofit. So when we position ourselves not only with a mindset perspective of paperwork and getting on the record and then properly identifying our status by our bullet or our DNA, that changes the whole game in business. Because now I can prove that my DNA, by DNA, and a, and, a, and a genetic scientific descent, that I'm not what you call black. Here goes my DNA to put on the record. And you cannot refute the blood. It's nothing but the blood. And your blood is going to identify the flora, excuse me, the, uh, yeah, the flora and the fauna of the land and tie you to it. A black person, an African American, does not have a nationality of where they're from. That's only a race. In the race, in commerce, because if anyone is worth their salt in business, they can identify that there are races of people that get access to business information much easier than other races of people. And that deals upon the land. But if you consider certain things, like when you're moving from port to port, on the sea of commerce, you have to have a passport. The passport has a column on there that says nationality. You can't be a nationality of the United States of America because the United States of America only exists in name only. It doesn't define a landmass like North America or Turtle Island or the Americans that existed on that particular land there. And the people in the Bible that they talk about being the Hebrews are, though meaning Hebrew in Hebrew is those who crossed over, crossed over, crossed over what? They crossed over something. That's in the Bible, in the first chapter, where Noah's son in the days of uh, Noah's, great-grandson, Peleg, the earth was divided. But in Peleg's grandfather, which was Noah's, I believe his grandson, the earth was whole. So within two generations or three generations, according to the story with Noah or whatever, it says that the earth was whole and then the earth was divided. So at a point in time when the Tower of Babel was being built, there was a people that wasn't with that particular science or trying to be on that, and they crossed over. The question is, crossed over what? Because that's not in there. You have to go deeper into your studies, and it takes you sometimes away from the Bible into some type of Spanish conquest type book where it talks about how these, like uh, uh, Ponce de Leon and some other guy, I forgot the other guy, but Ponce de Leon comes to the mind right off the top, that he questioned in his writings if he had stumbled upon the lost tribe. And he was in 
at that time what was known as today the border of Texas and Mexico. So then other explorers, uh, a lot of them Spanish explorers, that go that Latin vibe, a lot of the Spanish explorers were saying that these tribal clans people that vary in skin color from the darkest of the darkest like in Africa and from the lightest of the light like in Europe all across this plain, they had the spiritual practices of that of the Jews. So, and I wish I had the book to reference, man. Maybe that's something, you know, later on we can do to really go into, you know, a study in this on business and to understanding who we are. Because once we understand who we are by way of our DNA, we can approach business from a totally different perspective now. And that's how, where the Bible put that together for me because the Bible is an astrological and cosmological book. As I heard it said before, millionaires and billionaires use astrology and cosmology. Broke people pray for shit. Okay, so take my, my ear picks out right there. Take my um, Okay, can you um, hear me? Yeah, yes, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, my uh, uh, earbuds went dead on me. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, problem. So there's a verse in the Bible, man. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about um, uh, I forgot that that new charge thing through my through my. What was the last thing I was saying? My bad, brother. You said what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said what was the last thing that I had said. My earbuds threw me off a little bit when um it talked or uh, went dead on me right there. Last thing I heard you um, say, you said that's that's how the Bible, um that's how you saw that in the Bible. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the cosmology, mm-hmm. cosmo, cosmology and astrology, where it says yep. that I put the lights in the sky so that you may follow them as signs. So we're supposed to be dealing with our zodiac. We're supposed to understand that, you know, uh, uh, Jesus is the representation of Pisces, the fish. And the fishermen of men told the fisherman, Peter, one of the disciples, upon the ascension, after the resurrection, he said, Peter asked Jesus, Where do we to, to, what are we to do now? And Jesus spoke unto Peter and said, you are to follow Oh, you go. You are to go to the edge of the gate to the city. There will be a man with a pitcher of water there waiting for you. You should follow him into the new age. Well, that man with a pitcher of water, if you look at the zodiac, that's Aquarius. So the zodiac doesn't move clockwise like a clock does. The zodiac moves counterclockwise, and in the counterclockwise movement. There you will see that following Pisces is Aquarius, the man with a pitcher of water. Now, when we have the concept of the man with the pitcher of water, water and understanding the principles of water, water carries memory. Water is the life substance of earth. Water also cleanses. So in following 
the guy, the man with the pitcher of water into the new age, there's a cleansing that has to take place. But my people shall perish for lack of knowledge because in, even in the times, the elect will be fooled. Now, if you're not, if one is on this call that's on the fence of whether or not what's happening in the world today is is real, is it real? Yes, it's real. That don't mean it's true. And truth needs no co-star. But that's something for one to disseminate within themselves and how we go about this business part. Because see, commerce, the first uh, uh, line, the first sense of the uh, definition of the word commerce is Organisms, uh, intercourse between organisms. That's commerce. Intercourse between organisms. And in the, in this particular intercourse that we're taking part of, called a democracy, that allows the rule of law or the majority rule. In relative terms, the majority rule, by way of having lobbyists pay representatives to give special treatment to their particular interests. Pharmaceutical companies are the one major component of that. So where if you get this vaccine, there's a law that's been passed, you can look it up for yourself, or that's at least on the table, that you can't sue these particular companies for anything that might happen to any type of damage. My people pass for lack of knowledge. I'm not a Bible thumper. I grew up as a Bible thumper, per se, uh, going to church every other day of the week and not really feeling what it was saying based on how they were disseminating it through the, the, the preacher doing all this yelling and stuff and sweating. So is what we look at today as uh, what some uh, misguidedly call it the sovereign movement or the redemption movement, whatever. You, you know, it goes by different names. And there's more ways, more than one way to gain access to your uh, freedom, if you will, because that's a mindset. Freedom is a mindset. When you put certain paper on the record and make it plain on tablets and give it to the Herald that they may run with it, that's your Rule 52. When you deal with the IRS and you hit the IRS with the WA bin. When it comes to the tax, what is the uh, tax exempt purpose? WA bin purposes only. Because W is a letter for Allah or God, the W in ancient uh, uh, linguistics. The W is Allah or God. It's the sign for infinity. And the word bin, B E N, is the Hebrew word for sun. So through God's infinite son, you are redeemed and not taxed or not taxable. That is what we would call the 9-8 number. Obviously, you don't have to have the 9-8 number. That's just what it's called because from that particular Philadelphia campus, that number is where it comes with, I think, at least about 12 or 13 different sets of uh, beginning numbers, like 8, 8, 8, 5, 8, 9. It's just not 9-8. What matters more is what comes after the dash. And I talked about that in either one or two of the Passport No Social. So the significance in me saying 
uh, the 9-8 number, and we're supposed to be talking about commerce or business in the Bible, it's because in chapter 3 of Revelation, it talks about the church in Philadelphia. Now, I just had a debate. I didn't want to debate with the brother because there's nothing really to, to debate. But the brother may mention of, well, why do you think that in Revelations they were actually talking about uh, Philadelphia? And I said, man, you obviously haven't read, haven't read Deuteronomy chapter 28. When Moses is laying down the law, he's speaking in today terms. So he was saying today in Deuteronomy, meaning then, or today as in today, Moshe, Moses. What was he really saying? So everything could be up for question and up for debate on whether what is the contextual meaning. Well, it said the key of David is in the city of Philadelphia, excuse me, the church of Philadelphia. And when you understand municipalities and that you're not fighting against flesh and blood, but it's principalities in high places. So we're not living life personal that's missing the mark because everything is agreement everything is contract and each contract has terms the terms of the contract is actually laid out in the old testament starting with deuteronomy 28 and i think going into deuteronomy 30 chapter 30 so we have to come out of Babylon and back into the original way of things uh, of, of how things were done. That's why you have a lot of the bays and L's, this, that, and the other that exist in this country because they're getting back to the basics, whether if they're if they know what they're doing and why they're doing it or not, they're doing it. So as we move into this cleansing period and this pandemic sitting in front of our faces and, and, and controlling our lives and we don't understand how money is made. It's by converting anything into money, including a name on a piece of paper. This is why they want your sign of nature called a signature. So that you could sign over your usufruct to the government officially so they could use it. When you get on proper in proper status on the record, using evidence rules of evidence nine o two and seven o two, you free yourself from that minimum contact and now can control your token called an individual that creature of state you want to control that token so the money changers was in the temple. The all caps representation name is the tag that you're using to say, yeah, that's me. When you point to yourself, the temple, the body, you agree to whatever comes with that 14th Amendment citizen. You agree that what comes with legal knowledge, jurisprudence, legal knowledge, and what natural law says are two different things but one and the same because legal knowledge jurisprudence won't ever overstep natural law and natural law says a maximum of that is the beginning of I'm sorry is um 
a deceiver speaks and deals in generals. The law doesn't deal in generalizations. It's specific, like an affidavit, the word of God. So when we can get into stepping away from the dogma of Christianity, of religion, period, and understand that it's all rituals that's being performed. And if Jesus is really a person and not a personification, but Jesus is really a man that did those things, then what is his bloodline? Because you cannot establish a bloodline with only one drop of blood from one woman or man. That means that you could create a business. Jesus is a business. Jesus is a business. Sells Jesus and gets a tax deduction from it, but don't show its members how to do the same. Missing the mark. So it's not a nine-to-five job that's the problem. It's understanding that you have to have more than one discipline in order to be wealthy in this world. There goes the disciples, the disciplines. Disciple comes from discipline, where you are caught into, or not caught into, but you practice ritualistically a teaching. And that teaching comes from a teacher. Jesus was a teacher that taught disciplines or disciples, one of which is a disciple or discipline is Matthew, the tax collector, but was being taught by Jesus. If if you look at a Jesuit and see that the Jesuit follows the teachings of Jesus, then what the hell is a Christian? We have to go towards these words and these terms and even how they sound, how we found them out. Is it potato? Is it patata? Is it American or is it American? Like Puerto Rican. The Icans. Like Dominican, Canadian, Mexican. So these words come from a root language that we have been stripped of and the maxim of law is you can't strip the landmark or culture of an indigenous people but if those indigenous people don't know who they are then they're damned by their ignorance about who they are because as far back as you could go in ancient times I don't see anybody in the bible talking about they was black And in certain contexts, in certain parts of history, when you said black, that also meant white. And when you look at the color spectrum, both of those colors contain each color. It's just that white don't have a black guy. But every, both black and white in the color spectrum contain all the colors. So we've got to be talking about a, a, a symbolic generalization. White, black, generalization. Generally speaking, white and black are generic terms designating race. Generic means general. So, 
as long as we claim to be these generic terms designating race, people versus Hall, 1854, a black person, stand what I'm saying, a black person cannot testify against a white man. People versus Hall quote, a black person cannot testify against a white man. Why do I want to identify as black? I don't. But the game right now is helicopter money, where everybody's getting access to money, especially those that call themselves black and African-American. They got grants for you all day. Microsoft, Bill Gates, even though he's sitting up here pushing his vaccine stuff, whatever the hell that is about, depopulation, whatever you want to call it, but yet Microsoft is giving $100 million to black-owned business, the minorities. They paying us to continuously claim this minority situation during the census time. I'm sure there's more than one perspective to be had by that. But I find it interesting that all of these things are lining up to be like real convenient. On top of the fact that when you start a business, you could use this. This is something that's on a on a dynamic here, uh, advanced, if you will. You could use a U.S. citizen that claims to be black to be somebody to to help you with your business and you know uh, do minimum contact with the United States and you as the trustee. However, you know this is not legal or financial advice. Consult your attorney or your lawyer because see, attorneys work for lawyers, not the other way around. And I, I say it that way because when you go into the Bible, they talk about the Lord. And the Lord, when you look at your Strong's Concordance, the Lord means law. And God means creative power. So the Lord thy God is the way things are done to get to your power. Is it not written in your law that ye are God? You're to do these things that you see me do even greater, said the son of David or Jesus. We have a redemptive quality in the whole process of having that creature of state to where we can claim control over it by gaining access of those particular securities through a beneficial interest. It ain't your property. It's just beneficial interest. And then when you fill out the applications, I hear some people say sometime in the sovereign movement, oh, man, I ain't filling out no applications because application means to that, that apply. You're asking for something. And it's like, okay, the same book, if you talk about the Bible, says you have not because you ask not. Apply. You have to bring it forth for anyone to have show any type of concern. And you have to make it plain so that, they can understand you. The only way that we can get on the same page is by getting the same understanding about the terms that we're using. And right now, we're using the terms of the United States on biblical principles of business that start with the Old Testament and brings us into the New Testament under the New Covenant, the new contract. So there was there's a new contract, a new covenant, then what's the old covenant and who was that with? The original people. 
So when the Pope comes to the United States and speaks to speaks to the, the, the Congress and the House about three, four years ago, and he mentions that there were people here before your ancestors got here. This is why we have to go to the DNA. Because you just claiming it, it's not going to do any good other than what, what you tell me how your results are. If you're getting results, then great. But when you put that DNA on the record and your 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 DNA matches the flora and fauna of the land, Turtle Island, now you cook it with grease, like my grandma used to say. Now we cook it with grease. This is the Austrian system of money that's managed by the IRS, and it starts in Matthew one twenty five, generally speaking. <laughs> Where where the all cap name is shown. With the all cap name. Mm. He died for the sins of the world, for the missing of the marks of the world. He died for the dead of the world. But we sin because we keep putting ourselves back into the same perpetual cycle of death. Because we're doing it in our individual capacity and we need to be doing it in a new name. And it ends in LLC. <laughs> taxed as a partnership or taxed as a C-Corp or taxed as an S-Corp. It just depends on the transaction, the substance of your transaction. So kick kick to me real quick, you know, um, you know what, I, what I'm familiar with in the Bible. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a point where Jesus threw the money changers out, out of the, out of the church and then shortly after that, you know, my man, you know, my man was, in, you know, he was going through it basically. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's definitely a way that I, you know, I've always taken that story. Once he did that, things really got got crazy for the brother, you know. But you can't mess with the church's money, bro. You can't mess with the church's money, but um, you kick it in a way that's. A different take on it you know what i mean when when it comes to you know the father's house and you know uh so you know i just yeah what you know i guess relate that to okay because we're talking about money we're talking about the business in the bible so you know um how the money change he, he uh claimed that the money changers turned his father's house into a den of thieves or something to that nature yeah. So beyond like well, a physical I mean, church, you know, uh, yeah, kick, I mean, kick it to me, you know, how you relate it. Yeah, go ahead. When we, when we when we talking about that perspective, in my father's house, there are many mansions. And, you know, when you make a mention of a mansion, you're talking about different levels of a thing. So like Jay-Z say, you want to figure this thing out, man. It's like a le- uh, it's like an onion. It's levels to it. It's layers to it. This thing is layered. So you have the very the very this symbolic visual of the church and the money changers in there and they get thrown out and in them being thrown out because they're defiling the temple the spiritual aspect thank you uh the the spiritual aspect that they're defiling because when you go after that took place, shortly thereafter, 
He said, is it not written in your law that ye are God? The church, the temple, as above, so below, doesn't need the body, us. We don't need money changers to make our lives better because we can create the work of thine hands. That's why they take your feet print for your birth certificate because they can't touch your hands. They can't taint the hands of your work. But they can taint where you walk because they've already conquered that. So as you walk with Christ in that Christ energy, you're supposed to be in your disciplines, creating through your disciplines. Who's who 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 should be paid his tax to, Jesus? Whose face is on the coin? The whole mansion is the mental, the levels of the mental capacity, because the poor shall always be amongst you. So if Jesus so-called whipped the money changers out of the temple, but we're to do greater things in which we've seen him do, what he said, then we should be walking on water. Then we should be raising the dead then we should be doing a whole bunch of things, feeding a whole bunch of people with little. Okay, let's bring that back. Walking on water. That sounds like a trust to me. Feeding a lot of people with little sounds like a nonprofit. Raising someone for the dead sounds like buying a business that's in, that's in default, buying a house that's in foreclosure, and you bring it back to life. You buy a property and rehabilitate it, and you bring it back to life. But you could do that either in your individual name or in that name that you need to do business in, that new name. There's consequences for each one of them. The closer that is to you owning it, the more aptly are the more you are subjected for it to be taken from you. Because you, like they say, when you die, you can't take it with you. It's like that for a reason. That's what trust law comes in at. Or you pass it down to a generation like David did to Solomon. Passed it to Solomon, make sure he had what he needed to build the grandest temples. Understand that, let's understand that the body of Christ Is not the church. That's the building. Church is the building. The people within it is the body combined for the body of Christ. And everybody pay taxes. <laughs> so I don't know if I collectively brought that together for you from what you were saying about the money changers. I mean, the money changers is the IRS and the banks. Today. Well, I mean, you kind of so kicked them at you know, from a different level, maybe a more of a metaphysical level, I guess, where you kind of well, it's a cosmological, <laughs> astrological book. Well, you know how you how you likened um, how the money changes were defiling the temple. You know uh, how you said people are getting in debt with these banks and defiling their temple, waking up early and going to work and stuff like that. Kick kick it on that, man. How the um, the people are in that uh, perpetual debt cycle 
through that number. Because, see, the, when you go to work, you work with the Social Security number. When you go get a house, you get the house with the Social Security number. When you get the bank account, you get the bank account with the Social Security number. We sin when we give the Social Security number. When you live in a system that deals in what they call GAP, generally accepted accounting principles, generally, again, maxim of law, he who speaks in general is deceiving you. So that's talking about finance and accounting. And if we know that there's double book entry accounting going on in the United States, all of this is backed by Social Security numbers from 1933. But you have the money changers that get the, – the, the money changers got whipped out the temple because they were in it doing the thing, because the only way that they could do what they were doing was within the temple. Why they couldn't do it outside the temple? They had to get inside. They had to infiltrate, get in the church's metaphysical mind, the body of Christ, the people's mind, to be able to affect them to believe, for them to believe in this particular Savior. And this Savior is going to redeem them, not themselves, even though when they put the Social Security down, Social Security number down for whatever it is they're applying for, they were redeemed right then. Principle of what Jesus represents. There can't be a debt. It has to be balanced. It has to zero out. To be, uh, uh, it has to zero out. And if you don't zero out, then you have a running balance. So, to be able to get an IRS note of a hundred thousand dollars and send them an international bill of exchange, that sounds like I moved a mountain and cast it into the sea. Biblically speaking. Because some people would look at the passport, and, and, and when I've used it to, to, to do whatever it is that I'm doing, dealing with police officers, constables, sheriffs, it doesn't even matter. IRS, and it's not just based on the passport itself. It's how you get the passport. I, you don't want to put certain things on the application because it's going to tie you to the system of the money changers, which is the Austrian system of money, which is – run by or managed by the IRS when it, who keeps the books for the treasury. So the money changers went outside of the church now and created their own church, their own particular jurisdiction, that they are subjecting whoever comes into that jurisdiction by those rules. And you get into that and you effectively give life to that system by way of using the Social Security number and those Federal Reserve notes. So if we keep using a debt-based currency, all we're doing is, like, you, you want to get cool air in the South. You want to get some cool air, but yet you're, you're putting the box fan in the window. All you're doing is circulating hot air. That's what's going on today in our financial system. A whole bunch of hot air being blown around until you get into the private side of things and you understand the set-off. But that's another topic. That's when you really reach your redemptive quality. And you say to Lazarus, 
you're not dead. It's only sleep. Check this international bill of exchange for thy for thy alleged debt. So, so the the how do I how do I ask this? So the 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 temple that the money changers created was commerce or the commercial realm, correct? That's what you're attributing it to. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they the money changers created it. I would say they they they're the virus. They're the virus. The money changers are the virus within the system. And and if you understand computers, when you get a computer virus, you don't know that computer has a virus until it pops up. But you also don't know that most viruses are like Trojan horses on a computer's end. It takes a keystroke combination to, to, to provoke it. And when you hit a certain keystroke combination, boom. Now the virus is active, and you got to get it removed completely from the from the computer, and that's wiping the hard drive. So Jesus wiped the hard drive, but the mother no, I was about to cut. But the people who 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 put are allowed. Here's the better the better question: Who let them in? Who let the money changers into the temple to do that thing from the jump? Should be the one that's controlling who enters and whatever the church or what have you. So the priesthood allowed the money changers into the temple. When we look at today, the money changers came in by way of this thing called the United States. The money changers never went anywhere. Kind of like Slave, uh, was that racism didn't go anywhere? It just changed clothes. KKK people, were they were they whites and hoods and stuff like that? Where that all that went? They just threw it away. So the money changers didn't go anywhere. They just changed garb, called the United States, and infiltrated its treasury to create another agency called the Federal Reserve that has its books managed by the IRS. And every Jewish person that I've met that's worth they salt, they understand one thing, and that's that IRS code. All right, so, and then, you know, I'm going I'm to bring you back to the 12, the 12 disciples and the 12 disciplines. And I, I want you to expound a little bit more on how millionaires and, and billionaires use astrology. And, and well, see, the poor or the uneducated yeah. use faith and myth and belief. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, when, when you have a, a disciple, again, that's a, a discipline. You know, that's that's being um, demonstrated. You have to demonstrate. And the only way that you could demonstrate is if you're you have a demo. A demon. A genius. 
we are taught to be afraid of demons. We are taught that the the prayer that we pray is what, and our faith in that prayer is what brings it. And it's not the faith that brings it. It's the way, the ritual, the thing was done. So if thou sayest to this mountain and believe without doubt, then it shall be done in, in paraphrasing that scripture. But it's not until to the the concept of I am when God spoke in the Bible and said, I am the light and the dark. I created all these things, good and bad. I am. So the people that are praying say God is good. The people that's looking at astrology and cosmology and getting this real money is saying I am. And using the 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 way or the Lord, the law, the Lord thy God, the law your power. The law is your power. But the the law can't be powerful to you until you understand what it is saying. And you can't read a book that's been translated by two different cultures away from the original language and think you get its underlying meaning. So if I'm going into my birthday, then the solar cycle, the sun cycle of when I was birthed, I have to go by the times. I have to go by the seasons. I have to go by the equinoxes. Like you don't plant your food in the winter. You're supposed to have already harvested your food for winter. But we, again, going back to 50% of households in America are don't have at least three months of finances to cover any type of emergency because we don't understand money. Because we keep with this endless cycle of taking benefits and privileges and not taking advantage of those to put the so-called money, the Federal Reserve notes in position to work for us. See, the wealthy found out how to make these things called Federal Reserve notes, these debt papers, work for them while they sleep. Whereas we trying to get sleep so that we can wake up and go work for those Federal Reserve notes again because we're praying about it, right? God, Lord, I sure need this new job. Instead of saying, try me, test me, I give you an idea that it'll create your riches, but you got to try me first. That don't mean I'm going to just give it to you off of the whim. You're going to have to do some diligence. You're going to have to study and show yourself approved. And studying and showing yourself approved comes not from just one book. You have to go into etymology research. You have to go into investment terms. You have to go into understanding that a covenant is also a contract and that you can make a blood oath of a contract. Nothing but the blood. The only thing that matters on the record is the blood, the DNA. So those who use cosmology and astrology are using their solar chart of the time that they were born in, and they use the lights in the sky and follow them as signs. 
So I'm not going to do certain things in certain times of the year according to when I was born in the Zodiac, the energy I was born into. The United States was born into Sagittarius. So if the United States is born into Sagittarius, then what are the qualities of a Sagittarian that exist today within the United States? And one of those qualities is they're always in conflict or they're quick to be in conflict. And if you look at the United States, it's always in conflict. And usually with adjectives. <laughs> so the adjective that they're in conflict today with at war with today is called the pandemic. The people that's praying for something to happen for them, they getting a little something from the government and helicopter money. But the people that understand the astrology and cosmology and, and how the Bible works in this time frame and what's taking place today, they're the ones who's going to be successful because they're not taking their, their talents and burying them. They're multiplying them and being fruitful, whereas those that are praying for something are taking their talents and burying them and burying them with a new TV, burying them with, I'm going to just pay Burying them with buying something, investing in something, or not even investing. If you're investing in something, you're getting a return on investment. But they're losing their capital, the power of their capital to go and buy something that's going to be based on a temporary relief as opposed to making it multiply. People that pray to my, to me, because I come there's not one person that can sit up here and debate me from the South and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I know very well what I'm discussing when it comes to the reason why your prayers aren't being answered is because the way that you're doing the things is not reaching your power. You're putting your money in an empty, in, in, in an empty vending machine expecting to get something out of it. Don't work like that. Sorry, man, I switched up. I got disconnected. I'm on the connection. But no, you good. Yeah, man. I really I really think um I really think you hit some points. Um, I can I really, hit you know, I can I hit a couple it. more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. We got some time. We got we still got some time. I think it's I we think all it's, know I think it's important mm-hmm. to have a different perspective, man. You know? Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we all know that Paul was Saul. You know what I'm saying? He was Saul before he was Paul. But if you go into reading, into the reading of when he wrote to the Corinthians, uh, chapter 1 or 2, is it, I mean, not chapter 1, uh, Corinthians 1 and 2 Corinthians is one of them where he uh, talked to the Corinthians while he was in jail saying, hey, I know I caught you up with guile. Guile means he was tricking them. Etymology search of the word of guile, you see. So, if God is our power and we go into the strong concordance and look at that, what that word means, then it's like, okay, power. Well, if that's my power, then what law am I using to, to manifest what I'm desiring to experience on this earth plane? Because if God said, I lose it in heaven, I lose it on earth. Well, where is heaven? You see, 
they say a tax haven or a tax shelter where your money can't be taxed. And if you can't be taxed, then that should be some type of haven or heaven. It's an idea. And when you tap into an idea, you understand that money is anything convertible into money, which it means an idea. There has been no business on the face of the plane of the earth that has been more financially successful than the church, other than Mansa Musa. And that was more kingdom with him than it was a church enterprise, like the, like the USS Enterprise, Star Trek. These, these, this is an enterprise. We're talking business. And if we don't treat our bodies as the source of everything of our labor that the United States is taxing, if we don't gather those documents and say that I am and put it on the record and correct the status, then we are going to continue, allow ourselves to be tricked or guiled, if you will, while we're in some type of uh, symbolic prison. They call it a lockdown. If you've not been in prison before, then you don't understand lockdown. Can't go nowhere. You're in your cell. They want you to stay in your house. Don't go nowhere. The only thing that's missing right now is the, is the, is the ankle bracelet. But pretty soon, you won't need an ankle bracelet because you'll have a smartphone. So the same things that bind us is the same thing that can unbind us. And we're talking about contracts. I need to read this right quick. I'm going to read this to the people right quick. Um, Go ahead. Going in the revelations right quick, man. All right. So, so in my Bible, King James Version, understand that every Bible that exists today that was that's the New Living Translation or whatever version comes from King James, and it's a published work. And you could use a published work in according to uh, uh, rules of evidence of 902 and 702 that this published work could be used in a court of law. But go figure, ecclesiastical court. So, Revelation 3, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. So we got to get the key of David. We got to get the key of David. We got to get the God's infinite son. The key of David is in the church of Philadelphia. Jesus is an algorithm. And the way that you get 
to a particular vestige, a place, is by a vehicle, an entity that is not taxable, that exists not by legislative rules, but by contract, private contract. They call that a trust. Or specifically, an unincorporated business organization. You're not come out of her, my people. And her being the commercial system, or you know, the Babylonian, um, Austrian system of money managed by the the Internal Revenue Service. Sir, the IRS is that shit that binds us because we keep using that number that keeps getting audited and we ain't doing our taxes right. We, 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 we collecting everything, man. We collecting everything in that name, that individual. And if you go, if we go into I the mean, quantum, we mm-hmm. talking about that quantum language, man. Is that that, that I in? You see what I'm saying? I in is the reflection of E in. I don't know about if you're going to use the quantum language. You see what I'm saying? If you want to say you're indigenous. Because you don't want to be insured of a thing. You want to be assured of a thing. And if I am entrusted with something, it's not an I-N, that's an E-N. It's different. Some people, this goes over their head and they think, and it sounds like a bunch of babble to them. But that's because they don't understand how the game works. You you can't look at these things in the in, in, from the perspective of what you're you're going through. You have to think higher than your problem to find your solution. You can't get out of a situation with the same mind that got you into it. So let this mind be in you, as it is also in Christ Jesus, the Redeemer the redemptive quality of what you could do once we learn what the terms say for the contract, the business in the Bible. Let's get to this key of David. The key of David is not a physical thing. That's frequency. Because see, David, if you understand David, David played the harp, the sideways piano. And he played the harp well. We're talking frequency. High frequency radio, peace to the God. <laughs> I've always get live when we stream. But we, we are no longer live, man. But yeah, man, I definitely... Um, I appreciate your perspective. I'm, I'm sure you know that the, the listeners appreciate your perspective, and I, you know I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, yes, sir. 
uh, a lot of what you say, even, you know, you make me realize that a lot, there's, you know, even though I knew through comparative religious studies, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that correlates, you know, to natural law. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible that correlates to, you know, the Quran, you know, uh, in different religious texts where, you know, these people really just understood, you know, different jurisprudences of law, basically, and, and the yeah. demarcation lines between, the, you know, natural law and, and, and substantive law, and we're able to move, you know, walking on the water. I mean, isn't, you know, admiralty law, that's the law to see, right? So I mean I don't know it's just it's just something to think about and I you know I, I really appreciate your perspective man so I appreciate you you know coming on the show man and, you know you know I'm gonna uh, do you mind if we go to the call the call laws I mean the call Take the I calls, would love man. to the call I would love to <clears throat> have some people you know chime in and stuff we got someone who's been on hold for almost an hour. Waiting in the call. So we're going <laughs> to go to them first. <laughs> we're going to go to them first. But yeah, if you're, you know, if you're on, if you're in the call queue and, you know, you have a comment, you got a question, go ahead and press one. We're going to go to this first caller, 925-1306. Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? Peace, peace, peace. How you doing, um, this is Brian? Brian oh, from the Bay, I guess. Appreciate it. Just been, I guess, trying to been listening to your show, but uh, I've been able to chime in because I guess for some odd reason the phone kept on telling me, you know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I appreciate what um, he's saying because based on a lot of stuff, I've been looking up that you know what he's saying is relating to how. The Bible and all the stuff have to do with, you know, contracts and it's all about business, you know, because, and it makes sense because if you look at it, they were about business back then in the Roman times, even in the, you know, how they deal with people, if you, you know, people were slaves and things of that nature. That's dealing with business. And all he's trying to do is get you to understand that what you're talking about, so, is one of the keys that can help you get yourself out of that position where you, you know, stress about, you know, learning how to um, be in this world of commerce or, you know, the whole uh, amity, you know, the whole water, because that's where they are. They're playing in that, that field. So, you know, I just appreciate that he said, you know, he was saying the way he said, I, I, I've heard people talk about that, but the way he really broke it down, I was like, okay, I see that. I see how it relates to business. And then it made me think like, you know, because all these are um, Abrahamic beliefs, you know, you know, the Quran and that. So it makes you makes me think, you know, maybe people look need to look into that and start dissecting that. And you can, it, was, it pretty much will probably lead to the same place because they're all, you know, messing with natural law. You know, the seven principles that people need to understand from the Kabbalion. So. You know, I appreciate it. If nobody else says it, you know, and I appreciate the fact that you put this information out here for people to, you know, get it when they're ready for it. 
because sometimes people ain't ready for it to, you know, maybe now. And then now they might start really, you know, putting their feet to the pedal and start making the moves they need to make. So that's all I have to say. I appreciate you both. And I really want to look into that passport, you know, no social. That's very intriguing to me. So I'm going to have to look into that. Respect. Respect. Appreciate you, brother. No doubt. Like, I love how you put that, you know, that it's, that it's sitting here. Like, the information sitting here ready for you when you when it's ready. When I first got into this information, I used to sit for hours on con hours. Like, I woke up doing this. I went to sleep doing this. So, obviously, I didn't have a job. I was working for myself. So, the, the, the more that I understood, it's like boom, and then so L and I linked up, and it's like and he had the trust combination. And it's like when you understand the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, or if you go to... The um, the Egyptian uh, uh, pantheon of uh, was that uh, uh, the, the 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 trilogy there of, was that uh, 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 Haru um, y'all know what I'm talking about I know it's the the Haru <laughs> his mama and yeah that shit yeah, right there the same yeah. thing you see what I'm saying same thing so it's well, like some of Isis that's uh, off and Haru yeah Isis. yeah that's that's the same as Jesus Mary. And the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's the same. But see, when I say Jesus, Mary, and the Holy Spirit, because we talk Catholic now, that's Catholicism. But then the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, when it comes to Christianity. Right. But when we look up Christendom in a a, a Oxford, let's just go there. Let's not take it to Black's Law. In the Oxford, unabridged Christendom includes Islam. And the Pope run all that shit. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying so what the dictionary hard, says. Yeah, and it's probably hard for people to absorb that that you know that person uh, is running all that because they haven't been taught that because they've been taught by people who are deceiving them with the information because you're trusting somebody who doesn't have your best interest because they're worrying about themselves and their in their lineage so they're gonna do what they need to do to protect their lineage and stuff. So, you you know, you rely on people to give you the info instead of go look for yourself, you know, because, like you said, it says in that, it's like, you know, the whole thing about the Constitution is, is you know, it, everything is run on trust, like this whole trust and contract, like the whole world runs on that. So why wouldn't it not be in the books that you find religious and people don't really realize that you, you're not taught, you you know, you wasn't taught how to read it. Because at one point, they didn't want people reading the Bible until Martin Luther um, made, a, made it possible for people to even, you know, read the Bible. But then I was thinking, like, why is that a problem? But it makes sense because people are reading on the surface, not reading on the, the info as far as them explaining all these different principles because you're just reading what you see, you're not really dissecting it. And, you know, it's hard for me because, like I said, I'm not the, you know, I you know I feel like I'm under, I, feel, I don't feel like I should be really trying to explain anything because I don't think I'm that well-versed, but I try my best to, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say try, I attempt to get this information so I can comprehend, not understand or oversend, so I can be able to comprehend it and be able to use it, you know, in my life. So, 
like I said, I appreciate what you're doing, man. I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. And I appreciate the fact that you took time out of your busy life to, you know, come here and talk to soap and, you know, tell people this. And like you said, you you went through the trials and tribulations of taking that time to understand it. And, and like I said, I'm, when I'm learning from learning about all this law and all this other stuff, it's, it's, it's very like climbing up a mountain that I don't know if I'm ever going to get to the to the top, but I'm still just going to work at it. So. That's all I have to say. Like, I see, I see myself in, in, in what you said that, you know, for a long time, I you know, so and I talked many times before I actually made the decision to come on air with it because I didn't want to be, you know, you got a bunch of people that just want to test you over. So, man, look, I don't need to debate anybody over what I've been able to do with the passport and, and, and my understanding of the law. I don't have IRS problems. I don't have child support problems. I don't have police problems. Because when, when I hand them what I hand them, they leave me alone. They go away. Because of what I already have on the record, a lot of times I don't get a chance to respond. And that's what made me realize are experiencing is they are experiencing a computer system that is reaching out to them randomly from the IRS and sometimes it's not random sometimes people trigger like you can't claim certain stuff you can't say you know I I, I lost a hundred thousand dollars but your business has never ever made that much money in its existence you can't just you know there, there's a system a range of numbers that trigger for them to get up to get at you so as long as you claiming stuff as long as you're doing things in a certain capacity like i like how the uh thinking glow rich put it uh napoleon hill's book when you do things a certain way and that's all this system is 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 really just chopping up to us is we have to do it a certain way but when you get into that capacity of your airship your blood birthright now we're talking about a, a way of natural law that the United States Code can't even touch. They can't even acknowledge it. Meaning, they're not going to send you a piece of paper saying, hey, great job. Yeah, you are, you know, a Paleo-Hebrew-American uh, Atontinist. You know, they're, they're not, they're not going to give you anything like that. You have to set that record straight for them. Because everything that they have on you says that you are in religious, a preacher, the, uh, the, the enemy of the state. So, being that I was brought up religious like that in the in the Bible Belt of the South, we didn't ha- I didn't know anything about the Strong's Concordance until I got to my junior year in college. So, when we go to the principles of like you say Abraham, and that's only because of the transliteration that it was actually the the Abraham, Abraham, not Abraham, but Abraham. So, as we go deeper into getting back to the original going back to the one the cleansing of this whole little uh the time of aquarius the age of the aquarius that shit we in that time and things are being cleansed and the enlightenment is starting to come back whether or not the person is ready for it or not the seed has been planted so you hit and and in and, and, and your point when you said that you're not uh, you feel like that you're not necessarily on the level to speak, and I would disagree because you're speaking. You see, 
the, the teacher ain't shit until he got a, a student that asked a qualified question. The teacher gets his power from the student that they bring on. That's why having an apprentice is important. But you just don't have any apprentice. You want one that is ready to show study and show themselves approved. And in all thy ways acknowledge that it was the power within me. It was not me, it's the power within me that did. Right. All right. I guess yeah, you're right about the teacher thing because in order to be a teacher you had to be a student and to be a student a student had to be a teacher. I mean, you know, teach, yeah. a student turns into a teacher. So, and then right. the teacher is still a student because it's still got to, if you're teaching, you still got to be able to, to learn. So it's a process where you're always doing that. And people don't understand that you have to keep moving because if you look at how things were done, uh, you know, even on the hieroglyphs, if you look at the pictures, if you see their feet, they were always positioned them as moving. Because they were always right. on the move. And that doesn't mean physical move. It doesn't mean mental move or even physical. Because you always should be trying to, attempting to find more information and to find what's new that you can be able to use, you know, when it comes to your life in general. But, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate what you're doing. I'm going to get off so I figure somebody else might, you know, want to talk. Because I could say some other stuff, you know, bring up some other things. But I just feel like. Maybe somebody else might have some questions or something like that. So I appreciate what you're doing, like I said again. And I appreciate both of y'all. All right? Peace. Respect, brother. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. That's Brian from the Bay. All right, so we got another caller, man. We're going to go to this area code 214-2375. 75 piece. What's your name? Where you calling from? Peace. So does sound. Hey, what's good? Hey, peace, man. How you doing? Really well. Peace, Chris. Appreciate the info for tonight. Just wanted to tap in with y'all. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. Uh, yes, say thank you for an uh, alternative uh, presentation of some somewhat old knowledge. I'm definitely down here in the Bible Belt too And been getting into uh, A lot of different uh, I don't even want to say interpretations But definitely some new perspectives Specifically related to the Bible and or Quran And then you look into a lot of those lessons And there's a lot of parallels to them But specifically relating it back to Uh you know, that interest that you were talking about with the money changers. Yes, the sir. first English uh, translation I got of the Quran was talking about usury, the uh, entry, uh, the interest imposed that's not needed, you know, over, over 3%, I believe it was. And right. Um, right. It, it really, it really starts to get interesting and kind of crazy when you start looking at some of the stuff that we've been doing. You know, you know, not not you two so much. Y'all broke out a little earlier than some of us, but y'all left the gate open for a few more to get out. But um, you know, how we've kind of been taken advantage of as far as you know, maybe some credit card debt, a student loan, a home loan, just a regular old bank loan. 
and how we've really been, you know, guided due to a lack of financial competency and leadership from some of our elders. And, you know, not known that, not being made privy to the fact that we're really not supposed to be rocking with that social like that. And that we do need to do what our grandparents did and their parents before then and be starting this family business, this, you know, something, because Soda said it quite a few times, you can't hand down a job. You know what I mean? Like, you can be the best lawyer or whatever, but then you don't will that to your children. Right. So you, right. you got to put together something that, that can be, you know, handed down, even if it's just, you know, a skill or trade as far as, you know, farming goes in my family or something to that effect or, you know, anything other than that nine to five job attached to your social security number. I definitely want to thank you for bringing, you know, something something new and fresh to the exact same conversation so that some people that might be getting caught up and, you know, having stuff fly over their head, like you said, as far as, you know, quantum language goes. I know for a fact when I first started listening to Salt, that's how I felt. He was talking to a bunch of lawyers and not me. Yeah. A bunch of attorneys and such. And so... Right. You know, give, giving them something that's more relatable. I'm, I'm still one of them. Um, to, to to give a fresh perspective. So, be like Brian, you know, not take up too much time. Want to say peace to the fan. Thank you for your efforts and your time and getting in here. So, another damn fine show, even though you kind of let somebody else take the wheel on this one. Like, that's that's not always the worst thing. Having a strong team is a, is a good thing. And I appreciate mm. both y'all. Mm. Oh, yeah, Thanks, man. Bro. Appreciate you, man. Hey, you know, iron sharpen iron, steel sharpen steel, so... You know, and man sharpens man. Like, exactly. So I like to, you know, I like to surround myself with people that I respect and that make me think. So you know, it is what it is, man. Appreciate you calling in, bro. For real, good to hear from you. It's great to hear from you as well. There'll be another phone call probably tomorrow for you. Got a couple questions. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, fam, we uh, we running up towards the end of the show. I don't want to get cut off, man, but I do want to say, Chris, man, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your perspectives. It uh, can definitely be considered controversial, and I'm sure that you dealt with your your own fair <laughs> share of, you know, kickback and, you know, challenges and, you know, assaults, man, and attacks downright. Oh, man. Perspective, but, you know, I appreciate your perspective and, you know, I think that, you know, most people checking out the foundation are going to have very similar um, or at least comparable Mm -hmm. preferences and, you know, um, interests. So, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and kicking this, man, because, you know, like I said, I don't get into the Bible too much, but you've obviously decoded most of it. And I, you know, I, I respect that. And, and I appreciate at you bringing, the, at least you know, the part that's relevant to what's going on in the world today, and how we can protect ourselves through generational wealth and passing it down through trust. Right, right. And I, you know, I think it's important to show that significance 
the significance of the trust structure even coming from the Bible. I think that's I think that's amazing. I'm not surprised, but it's still amazing because you know, yeah. the first the, the first trust, like you said, you know, the creator and, and you know the the, the the creator was the grantor. We are the trustees and the corpus or the res. The corpus is well, it's not corpus because it's alive, but it's the earth. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So as natural law continues on down, it's only That's right that at least some sort of very loose reference of trust law and administration will be in that, you know, basic instructions before leaving Earth. So, you, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I appreciate natural, you pointing that out. You can't get natural remedy through an artificial person. Right. It's just not happening. Right. That's like being a sovereign citizen. There's no such thing. That's an oxymoron. That's like a holy war. So you can't get your natural remedy with the mindset, at least, the mindset of an artificial person. Can't serve two masters. Man. There you go. Better yet, said. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, man. Well, yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. I know you uh, moving and shaking, man. I appreciate you, you know, doing your dance as at the same time as you know calling into the show, man, and, and, and doing the show, man. So I want to say thanks, man. And um, you know, I'll be talking to you soon. I'll hit you up. Absolutely. We talk regularly, pretty much. And uh, yeah, man. So yeah, you know, if you travel and travel safely, get, get to get you know get to the dwelling safely, and. um no, like I said, man, appreciate you, man. Love you, man. Take care of yourself, man. I'll talk to you soon. Respect. Love. All right. Peace. All right, y'all. I trust y'all enjoyed that. I mean, you know, if you didn't, I did. <laughs> you know, but in all seriousness, you know, I'm, I'm just playing, but I'm not joking. But in all seriousness, you know, Chris L is a brother that I respect, you know, and um, mostly just because. You know, the brother has actually read, he studied, he showed himself through, you know, and, and I definitely respect that. Like I said, game recognized game it is what it is, but you know, I trust that y'all were able to glean or pick up at least something of what he was putting down in the way he was kicking it because it's definitely from a different angle and uh, plain. And from you know where I sit And you know But it still hits the same points and stuff You know this stuff is bigger than trust law You know it's bigger than the Bible In my opinion sometimes you know It's it's really about you know our families And us being in line with natural law Honoring our mothers and fathers You know So that our days may be long Upon the earth land And really coming out of What was Forced upon us and searching and coming back into what is us and what is ours. And from that position, from that standpoint, you know, it's it's a, it's a more superior position than any commercial position. And basically, that's what my man was saying. And that's what I got from it. And, you know, the way he speaks is very dope. You know, uh, like my man's, you know, having a conversation with scholars and shit, I'm trying to keep up. But it's really at the point where, for me, 
understanding that, you know, if you follow the law of the creator and you honor your mothers and your fathers and you honor your lineage, man, because if you honor your mothers and your fathers, you will honor everything that is theirs and everything that is theirs includes you and yours. It kind of bring, brings us and puts us into a different perspective. I've never really vibed with the Bible because I knew that or was taught that my ancestors were slaves. And I understood that, you know, they sent the mercenaries, I mean, the missionaries first to different lands, preaching forgiveness and Christ and stuff. And then they sent the soldiers to colonize and appropriate. So, you know, it ultimately, you know, very, very, very much pleases me to see that and hear it from a different perspective and hear it, how it comes down. You know, that's, you know. I'm, I'll tell you the truth. That's not our. That's not us, man. It's not us. It's not ours. And I don't. You know, from a critical standpoint, from a from a critical thinking standpoint, it's just, you know, the so-called slave masters had this book, and this was their law and their god and whatnot, and they wouldn't let the slaves read it, and then finally the slaves can read it. Now this is it, that just never made sense to me, man. Oh, you know, like I said, I, I really appreciate. And respect the perspective that the brother gives, you know, and, and comes with, and you know, the redemption and how he breaks down, you know, uh, the, the 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 disciplines of the disciple. I mean, my man comes at it from a different perspective. Bottom line is, <laughs> it's all about your generations. The first book of the Bible is Genesis, which is speaking on generations, and like he said, it's all about the blood. And this commercial system is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's what got us really most tore up, tied up, and messed up, but it is inferior to the level that, you know, he was kicking it from, you know, and even in the level of, uh, you know, private contractual trust. So, once again, I want to thank the guest, Chris L., for coming on the foundation, breaking it down. I want to thank you for checking out the show you know, this week, I invite you to check out the show next week. I also invite you to check out the archives. There's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of stuff in there. Um, you know, I stepped on the toes of those debt collection companies. Some cats talking about they're going to clear debt, clear your uh, credit up. I did a show about dealing with debt collectors, not just straight, straight up pancake toes. So, you know, check that one out, dealing with debt collectors. Passport no social. Make sure you go, you know, support the brother, man. You know, put in work as well as put yourself in a better position. You know, we got to do the work. We got to stand up. We got to be consistent. We got to be dedicated. We got to know and comprehend our power and what we are able to do. And at the very least, you know, we got to do business in our new name. You know, he showed, he, he proved how that was. Um, that was the ideology or, you know, the articulation that was coming across in the in the Bible. It's the same thing coming from a lot of different scholars and, you know, prophets. Do all new business in your new name. So, I, like I said, I hope you're able to pick up at least something what the brother was putting down. You know, if you want to support the brother, check out Passport No Social, part one, part two, at welcometothefoundation.com. Make sure you check out welcometothefoundation.com. Sign up for the email list at the very, list, at the very least. 
PDF section, check out social media pages, make a donation, book a consultation, you know, um, as well as Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2, Trust Series Part 1, Part 2, Trust Series Part 3 is coming soon. And with that being said, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Enjoy yourself. Have a great week. Make sure that you said 10 things every night that you were thankful for before you go to sleep. And I will catch you next week right here on the hottest network on the planet. High Frequency Radio Network. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself, y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.